Yo, Chris, what's up? Please tell me, tell the audience real briefly, what do you do? What's up? My name is Chris Stone. I have a company called Cast Ahead, and we work with motivated entrepreneurs to create a show because as you know, Mark, most people, they don't want to know how a show is made, how all the stuff works in the back end, all the bits and the bytes and the MP3s and the WAV files and all that stuff. They just want a show. And that's what we do for them. And I'm also the co-host of a show called Dealcasters on Amazon, where we go live and solve people's problems in the middle of the biggest mall of the world. Boom. Super excited to have you here, Chris. When we first met at PodFest, you dropped several knowledge bombs on me, which I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And it kind of, I must say, is kind of the inspiration for what I'm doing now, which is AI all the time. And it's funny, as, as someone who also runs a podcast agency, um, you know, I look at AI with like, wow, this can really replace a lot of the stuff that I do, that my team does. And, and frankly, everyone out there, this is going to happen to every single industry. If you're not paying attention, you're going to be dead. So now's the time. And listen, if you're listening to this show right now, you're in like the 1% that gets it. So Chris, tell me, how are you automating your podcast agency now? How are you leveraging AI to make your systems better? Well, just like you, Mark, I try them all. And that's, you know, and it, the time that it saves me, I probably am replacing it with trying all, you know, all the other ones as well. But I've, I learned early in this business when I started doing this podcasting business and I wanted it to be just primarily audio. I learned as I was going through it, podcasters, they don't just care about the audio. They care about video. They care about all the stuff that goes into that video, the show notes, uh, the keywords, all the stuff that, you know, your two buddy might do for you. And they don't have time for all of this stuff. They don't have time to make the audio sound good. They don't have time to make all the stuff after the episode, like videos and the snippets and the shorts and all the things to promote the show that you just did. Because the show that you do is just the start, right? you've got to promote it afterwards. And so I was always looking for ways to shorten that. And just like everyone else, I've got pain points too. And one of my pain points was writing show notes. Couldn't stand it. I'm like, okay, let me just take the the guest's bio and post it in that thing. That'll work, right? But guess what? That guest's bio is all over the internet, right? What is, what is differentiating what you're doing? What is speaking to your audience about that uh, about that particular guest. And so you have to weave in something with your own voice that speaks to your audience. And so I'm always experimenting with AI. I've been doing it for years. I mean, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to start from ver- from scratch, from a piece of paper and a pencil. You know, I, I'm not a graphic artist, right? But people are complimenting me about my, my, uh, my thumbnails and all my graphics and things. You don't think that I don't use Canva. I don't use Adobe Spark. It's not called Spark anymore, but all easel, all of these things to start with a template and then just kind of weave in my own DNA in that thing and create something using my human discernment and do something that's on brand for that particular client. You can do the same thing with show notes. You can do the same thing with tags for your videos that are promoting that particular podcast. You could do uh, quotes, stamps, you could do uh, t- uh, scripts. All of those things can be done with AI, specifically the one that I love and I, we're going to talk a little bit about and I talked to you about at PodFest, Mark, and that is Swell.ai. Huge fan of what they're doing there. Huge fan of Descript. And what Swell is doing 
right now is kind of what I noticed Descript was doing uh, early in the game is they're constantly improving it. I'm getting an email every couple of days, every week that's saying, hey, now you can do this customization. Now you can do this. Now you can do this. So yeah, the guys now, over at Swell, to your point, are, are yeah. very proactive. They're making it happen. They're hungry. I uh, yeah. love them. I've been on a couple calls with Cody. He's one of the developers over there. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs, and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Frambridge consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the U.S. and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location. From healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at FranbridgeConsulting.com. That's FranbridgeConsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to FranbridgeConsulting.com right now. All right, let's get into the episode. I want to give you a little bit of pushback on something that you mentioned at the beginning okay. here, though, sure. which is you have a podcast and you need to promote it with all these clips and all this text and all these show notes, all that. I don't think, I think it's actually the opposite way around, personally. I think that the podcast is the engine for your brand. I don't think it's the actual car itself, right? And so I think when a lot of people that are getting into podcasting consider it, they say, well, I got to create clips, I got to create show notes, emails, all this other stuff in order to promote the show. Mm-hmm. I, 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 again, think it's the opposite. I don't think any of that stuff promotes the show. I think all of it together promotes you as a business owner, right? I don't, frankly, for most people, it doesn't matter if you get 10 downloads on an episode or 10,000. What matters is the impact of showing up, building engagement on social media in perpetuity. I, that's the way I see it. I, I, I fully agree with the second part of what you're saying, because I think the only, if you're, if you're in the podcasting business to try to attain downloads, but you are not ready, right? I mean, yeah. this is a long game. And if you're in it for the downloads, you have to already have this huge brand that you're talking about uh, to get those downloads or, or have been in this thing for years and years and years. And the only reason why you would want all those downloads is because you got to show brands or sponsors that you have these things so that you could get money from it, right? But the monetization for people at our level, it comes from all kinds of other things, not the actual podcast itself. It's a it's a marketing engine, like you said. I totally agree with, with what you're saying there. I think when it comes to your earlier point as far as like, the uh, the shorts and the reels and all those things those speak to the brand for sure but they are a a great way to get attention and if you say something and it has a direct link to your podcast you can create listeners and viewers uh from that so it's it's bait right um and i think um not everyone needs it for sure 
Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I will say that if you're getting into podcasting because you want to make money and get sponsors and advertisers, just stop. Don't even think about it. Stop what you're doing right now. You, it's not going to work. Stop Hard it. Stop, stop yeah. it. I'm going to give you the tough love here on the After Hours Entrepreneur. All right, cool. So let's talk about AI in this podcasting process because AI is completely transforming the industry. And to your point, one of the pieces of technology I find very, very interesting is audio to text, video to text. I think that's where we're at right now. The the tip of the iceberg is, is as far as the impact goes. I had a video on YouTube just a few days ago about going text to video with these video commercials. If you haven't watched that, check that. I'll put a link below because that stuff will creep you the hell out. But what I want to talk (laughs) about right now is stuff that's working, that's applicable now. So you record your podcast. You've got this great audio experience. It's Sunday night. You're going to sleep. You're like, ugh, I forgot the show notes. I forgot the email. Help me, Chris. How can I get the text out easy peasy lemon squeezy? Take that text and make sure that if you've got this, you know, like uh, you can import a YouTube video or a video into things like Swell or Cast Magic, which is another uh, great uh, podcast show notes um, platform. And you can import that. But if you've got a video intro that has, uh, you know, people talking on it, for instance, and all of those kinds of things, if you import that into any AI thing, it's going to take that information too. And it's going to apply it. So you got to be careful with what you do actually upload to these services. Um, and, and that also relates to your timestamps, right? So if you have a YouTube video, it starts with a five-minute re- you know, reel, and you take that and you put it into the, it's not going to match the timestamps of the MP3 that you're uploading to audio podcast services. So I know that's a little in the weeds there, but I think that's one of the things that you got to start with. So you get accurate information on the front end in terms of what the AI in Swell and Cast Magic and some of these services, Capshow, another one, uh, what what it's taking in. So you get the the most correct information that you're feeding to it. I will say to to that point, just add a quick point. Um, If you're just plugging and playing, if you're just plugging your audio and then just taking the text and copying and pasting it, that can lead to problems too because sometimes these softwares have a hard time determining who said what. Yes. Like I've seen times where it attributes, let's say me to, it can attribute me to your business and vice versa. And that's- That's a no, that's a no bueno. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, typically when it comes to full transcripts, I have yet to look at any other service besides Descript. So for me, Descript is a great way uh, of identifying speakers. And then it, what you talked about something that creeps you out. There's something where that can really creep you out is if you take today's episode and I say left instead of right, because it's learned my voice, you can actually replace the typing of the word and it will take my voice and replace what I said. And so that's a little that that's a little creepy. And it's actually fairly accurate. But I think to your earlier point, like the uh, the text to video stuff and all those things, it I don't know what it is, but I can always sort of tell when something is AI. And this is why I'm always talking about um, using human discernment and using your own brand voice and, and making sure that, you know, because you've got all these people, Mark, that trust you for this particular show. They're listening to this because you're delivering goods to them and they know that they get that consistent thing. If you all of a sudden show up and it doesn't sound like you, doesn't really kind of look like you. It doesn't look like you really had anything to do with it. I'm not so sure they trust you much anymore. And once you, once you kind of quote, get caught. I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I think that maybe that's because you and I are hypersensitive to it because we're using it every single day. Yeah, that's true. 
I used, I had an episode that the first half was all audio AI generated. And then I jumped into the second half and said, by the way, that was all a robot. That was not real. And the number of emails I got, I got dozens of emails from people like, holy crap, you blew my mind. I didn't know. I thought that that was you. You know what I mean? Well, you came, you came clean, right? I mean, you wouldn't feel right about doing it and not telling anybody, right? I mean, it, it's like, but I mean, it was, it was good for your audience because that's interesting to them. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that are using it as their big easy button, right? And they're just rubber stamping all this content and it's, it, it becomes sloppy, and then eventually you don't, you don't become trustworthy. And I think that's the real, that's, that's our real currency, I think, as entrepreneurs, as content entrepreneurs, is our trust with people. I mean, I've been using AI, you know, for, for years with, with audio, whether it's Auphonic is something that I use all on my, on my podcasts. I do, on every single one of them, I use Auphonic. I use it to, to make sure that there's normalizing, leveling, that it's at the right you know, particular thing for luffs on, on podcast players, um, you know, all the metadata that goes into a podcast. I've used it for, for years. And I'm very upfront with all my clients and let them know this was generated with AI, not 100% AI. Like I, I go in and if it's, you know, if it's using the wrong pronouns or, you know, it's always going to, you know, this thing can save you hours, but take those hours and cut into it a little bit more with your human element and say, okay, it's already, if this thing saved me one hour and I can take an additional 15 minutes and jump in and make sure that it doesn't have the wrong, you know, that, that it doesn't say Chris said it when Mark said it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you do that sort of human discernment, you still saved yourself 45 minutes. And well, I, you, I agree with that too. It also empowers your team to be much more effective. hundred percent. And I agree. You definitely, it's, there's definitely a mixture of, I need the technological prowess to empower people, mm. you know, but even dropping down from five, a five person or a 10 person, let's say you have a, a 50 person team institute these tools. All of a sudden you're at a five person team. How much is that going to save you in HR oh, in God. expenses? I mean, thousands, unbelievable amounts of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I don't think, you know, you're bringing up another topic, which is, you know, people are worried about losing their jobs because of this. And I don't think you should be. I think we're in, we're not just in content creation, we're in content curation, right? So if you don't understand how to use this stuff, you better jump in right now because the water is going by you. You got to jump in. And yeah, you, you, should, honestly, you should be worried about losing your job because if you're not adapting to what's happening, you 100% will lose your job. You're going to be going for food stamps. You're going to be asking the the government, please give me more money to stay unemployed. Please, I have a bad credit store. Give me a better interest rate. You're going to be freaking begging for this stuff. You need to start learning it now so you can empower yourself so you're not reliant on someone or something else to provide for you. It's, it's vitally, vitally important. And that's why I appreciate people like you, Chris, sharing this stuff. Because when you introduced me to Swell, you at PodFest, you solved a real problem that I had. Yeah. And by incorporating the AI into my team's workflows, we're able to produce way more content. It, by the way, much higher quality too. Yes. In a much higher quality. And just by instituting a few changes, it was really powerful. We're going a little over time, but I want to ask you something else, Chris. Uh, specifically on the, the topic of show notes, have you played it all with ChatGPT and Zapier, mixing ChatGPT and Zapier together? Because I've been really impressed with the ability to create compelling description, show notes, emails with that combination? I have not. Um, so how, so specifically, how are you using ChatGPT with Zapier? So sick, dude. So 
basically what, what I have, and I actually did it. It's, it's part of my new system. So when a guest books in Calendly, it goes to ChatGPT. ChatGPT turns it into all sorts of stuff. You know what? I'm just going to share it on the screen right now. For everyone watching on YouTube, you're welcome. If you're not watching on YouTube, get with the times, bro. What are you doing? Uh, All right, cool. So this is what happens. When someone books in Calendly, it brings me their name, email, phone number, all that stuff. I'll make sure to block out the phone number for everyone. Sorry, you can't get with Chris that way. Um, (laughs) Then it's going to give me potential titles of the episode. It's going to give me descriptions. It's giving me potential questions to ask, right? Um, And so all of this plays a big part into into level A pre-interview. But post-interview, I fill out a Google form. ChatGPT is going to turn that into bio, description, more titles, more authentic. We'll be adding links and stuff like that to it. Um, And then it creates everything. On the back end, it creates a new Google folder. It creates a Google doc, fills it all in with all the text. And it's, it's, it's super cheap. And, and again, this comes down to the better your input, the better your output. And when you have your guest, when you have the person that's booking with you, input the information, you're going to get really good output, yeah. right? And because I've had so much success on this, I said, why don't I scale this up to sales calls? I'm getting, I mean, dozens of people every week are trying to book stuff on my Calendly. Why not leverage that to create custom points, to create follow-up processes, to create custom emails, right? So that's, you know, Again, I think that AI can be used to create much more authentic conversations if you're if we're using it the right way and adapt. Super, super smart, man. I, I think that's I think that's brilliant. I think uh, you know I had never thought of that. I, you know, I've always thought of it as a way to hey, how can I use ChatGPT to curate something, to create something, to like you know give it some prompts to be able to give me something that I could use for something else. You're actually like sticking it in the middle here and saying, I want you to generate something somebody else did. And I think that's, that's amazing to be able to do that because right now there are people that are watching and listening to this and they've got VAs doing this, that they're paying, you know, they may not be paying them that much. They may be paying, who knows what they're paying. I know I have a VA that does that. And I'm like, if my VA is listening, I think, you know, the the VA that does this may be a little worried about losing their jobs. Like I said, you should be, but like these systems are becoming more and more refined every day. We're covering it yeah. in, in my mastermind twice a week so you can stay up with the times, but this stuff is super powerful. It's super scalable. You talk about being inauthentic. I, I, I don't like getting inauthentic emails. So I'm really looking now, we've been discussing, we just discussed it this morning. How can we leverage chat GPT? How can we leverage AI to create more authentic conversations at scale? Imagine getting emails that are customized to you, your business, what you like. Maybe you have a personality type that we've identified that we can incorporate into our emails at scale. I don't want to click. I just, I talked to another guy today. He was showing me this, this um, CRM lead generator where you're clicking and you're dragging and dropping and following up. I don't want to, I was like, look, yo, I've seen this before. I don't, this is not for me. Show me how to automate it at scale. That's what I want. So anyway, I, I'll get off my soapbox because no, I'm very brilliant. passionate about this. I love it. Cool. Well, Chris, before I let you go here, where's the best place to find and get more Chris Stone in my life? ChrisStone.contact. I make it easy. You can link up with me on anything you want. If it's LinkedIn, if it's Facebook, heck, I don't know, Pinterest might even be on there if you want to, like, I don't know, send me some recipes. But uh, at ChrisStone.contact, happy to uh, talk to you about any of this stuff or about building a show together. 
I'm telling you, Chris is the guy to talk, about, talk to. Very, very good. Very, very transparent. And he shared some really great tips with me. Uh, we just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg with someone today. Chris, thanks so much for joining the show. Mark, thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure.